0: Settle in and get ready for spoilers, because this film is lit. From the master of suspense comes a study on love, loneliness, and the voyeuristic nature of film itself. It's Rare Window, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to this film's lit. podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books on this week's episode we're discussing the I forgot the year 1960 55 I don't know classic rear window number 46 on IMDb's top 250 one of AFI's 100 movies in 100 years best 100 movies of all time and uh, widely regarded as one of Alfred Hitchcock's finest films we just watched it last night. Now we're going to break it down in our usual way. So we'll start with our very first segment. Let me sum up. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Katie, this is based on a short story mm-hmm. of about uh, 13 page length or so.
1: Yeah, like between 13 and 20, depending yeah. on the edition.
0: So fairly sh- uh, fairly short.
1: Pretty short. Um, um, I which, read it in the sitting.
0: Yeah, you read it right before we watched the movie. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, if you can briefly... I mean, very briefly, obviously, since you're only pulling from 15 pages, sum up the plot line of Rear Window for us.
1: All right. So Rear Window, um, originally titled It Had to Be Murder by Cornell Woolrich, uh, follows a protagonist um, who is homebound for a reason that we're not sure of at the beginning of the story. Um, And he amuses himself by watching his neighbors out his back window um, watches them in their apartments go about their daily lives, and he becomes preoccupied with one particular neighbor, um, who he notices that his wife has mysteriously vanished. Um, he continues watching; he grows more and more suspicious due to the various actions and movements of this neighbor. Um, he has his uh butler i guess might be the right word for what this person does um go over and find out who that person is um he tells a detective friend who doesn't really buy into his story um and eventually, it all comes to a head when the neighbor finds him out, realizes he's being watched, and comes over and tries to also kill our protagonist, because as it turns out, our protagonist's suspicions were correct, and this person did, in fact, murder his wife.
0: All right, that was the story. Uh, it must be murder?
1: It had to be murder.
0: It had to be murder, slash rear window, as it has been retitled. Let me try to briefly sum up the film, rear Rear window. So L.B. Jeffries, played by Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, is a injured uh, journalist photography or photographer. He's like a photographer for like Time magazine or something, mm-hmm. uh, the equivalent, essentially, maybe even specifically Time. I can't remember. Uh, he broke his leg photographing a some sort of car race. Uh, so he's now wheelchair bound in his home for yeah, has been for several, several weeks. Also happens to be during a hot spell. Uh, in New York City. so everybody has all their curtains open all the time and he's taken to spying on his, not spying you know yeah well essentially spying on his neighbors uh, kind of seeing what all they're up to. There's lots of different neighbors. there's a dancer, there's a, a, a an elderly single lady. there's a married couple. There's a newly married couple that just moved in. Uh, there's a couple there's a lady with a dog, all these different people, There's a musician. all these different people And we kind of see glimpses of all their lives through their windows over the course of the movie. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is also dating uh, Grace Kelly's character, Liza, Lisa, Lisa, Um, and has a nurse named Stella, who both also come to visit him at various times throughout the movie. He eventually sees through the window of the married couple across the street. Uh, Thorwald is the the man's name. Um, He sees that they're fighting and whatnot. And then at one point she disappears and uh, he then witnesses a bunch of what he deems suspicious activities by the the man in that household that he thinks are uh, indicative of the fact that he may have murdered his wife and is now hiding the evidence, getting rid of the evidence. So he incorporates Lisa and Stella into this and eventually he calls also he has a cop friend who's a detective who he gets involved and has them kind of investigating things for him since he is stuck in his apartment uh, eventually they come to, there's some other stuff that happens with other neighbors. The dog dies, all this kind of crazy stuff happens. Um, little vignettes here and there. Ultimately it comes to pass that. Uh, initially the detectives, like I investigated it, his wife's fine. She's upstate uh, at some on vacation, basically. Uh, but it turns out that's not the case. They, um, I don't know how they, I don't remember how they figure that out. Something happens that, I don't know, they're just convinced, wow, why am I blanking on this, they're convinced that that's not the case by something, uh, well, at one point the flower thing, but that's not it. Anyways, they go, uh, Eliza breaks into his apartment, she finds the ring of the wife and says the wife wouldn't have left without this, maybe that's the thing. They yeah, that happen.
1: was the thing, it was the jewelry. Yeah,
0: the jewelry, she finds the ring, uh, convinced that the wife wouldn't have left without her ring, uh, so they he calls a detective, but she gets caught in the act in the apartment by Thorwald, uh, meanwhile, uh, other neighbors are doing various things that is distracting, and then uh, she, she gets bailed out. But as, or she uh, Stella goes to bail out Lisa, 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 and then Thorwald sees that he has been watched this whole time and comes to confront Jimmy Stewart, uh, almost throwing him out of the window. But Jimmy Stewart, uh, the cops show up just in time to save the day. Oh, kind of Jimmy falls, breaks his legs, but he's. He survives and uh, Thorwald is caught. He did, in fact, murder his wife and he is justice is uh, served. And Jimmy Stewart was, in fact, a great detective all along. I have thoughts about this story and I think we'll get into them. But that's roughly what happens if you haven't seen the movie. I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff that's somewhat relevant. It's a two hour movie, but let's move on. We do not have Guess Who this week.
1: No character descriptions. Zero character
0: descriptions. Uh, So we're going to skip Guess Who and go right on to my first segment. Was that in the book? Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. What? Honestly, don't you two read? So I have a fair number of questions here. And as is the case with most short stories, I'm going in assuming the answer to these questions is no. Yeah. Which is usually how that works. Because, again... When we do short stories, it tends to be inspired by.
1: Right. They have to do a lot of building yes, on that source material. It's a
0: 15-page short story, and we have a two-hour yeah. movie. There's a lot they added. Yeah. So, first thing first, is our main character. I think this is an interesting premise for the movie that works really well. Uh, our main character, Jimmy Stewart, uh, L.B. Jeffries, is a photographer, a news photographer, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, not a news photographer, but like a magazine, periodical yeah. photographer. Uh And he's stuck at home with a broken leg. So he has both the sort of uh, journalistic eye and Mm -hmm. he's an inquisitive guy. He likes telling stories and finding stories is what he does. And he has the technology with uh, cameras and and lenses and that, you know, like he has a long telephoto lens so he can see into his neighbor's thing. Uh, And it's just part, uh, part of his makeup is to be interested in that sort of thing. So that's the kind of setup for why he... In the movie, why he's into this and why he's doing this and why he's able to do this—is it a similar setup in the book?
1: Um, not really. I don't recall, and I could be misremembering this. I don't recall that the short story ever mentions what he does. Um, maybe they do. If it does, it was not like an element of the right, story. Like it would it have been something. Yeah, it would have been something that was mentioned offhand that I'm not recalling now. Yeah. Um, he is stuck at home. We don't know that it's because of a broken leg until the very end.
0: Okay. So that's like a reveal. Yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah, but we know that he's homebound. We know that he basically can only go from like his bed to his chair without help.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I thought that what made sense in the movie was an interesting change. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not change, but uh, it was a good idea to specifically make him yeah, having of him character. be
1: a photographer and specifically like a journalism yeah. photographer really works well for this story. Yeah. Provides it, a lot of convenient elements. It,
0: it provides convenient elements, but also, I think, lends to the thematic elements of the story about the, touching on the ideas of voyeurism mm-hmm. and, and prying into people's lives and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's a, a, a criticism levied against news media in general. Yeah, is that it by its very nature is voyeuristic. And so having him be a part of that sort of Mm -hmm. industry already, I think, helps kind of cement that thematic uh, through line. Do the events of the story happen during a heat wave?
1: Um, the protagonist does mention that it's warm, and that's why everybody has their shades up. Okay, so then yes, yeah, but like there is not much made of it as right. much as there is in the movie.
0: Right. Well, that again, that's part of, tied into the thematic elements of, of yeah. people's temper boiling over, and and sort of you know the the sort of growing tension and dread within the story mm-hmm. because of the, the the heat. But that is also specifically why everybody's windows are open. Yes, is because it's so hot. Cool. Even still, there's times in the movie, at least, where there there are moments that happened that was like that. Per- those people would have their window pull their shades down, even yeah. though it is for them. But sure, uh, is there a beautiful blonde woman that dances around in almost no clothing and brushes her hair all day that lives no. across the square?
1: No, she is not in the <laughs>
0: Mrs. Torso, as Miss, she is described.
1: Miss yes, Torso is not in the short story. She
0: is a ballet dancer in the film, and she we spend numerous times. Uh, Watching, which again, uh, the commentary, because this movie very much is a, a sort of a meta commentary about film mm-hmm. in general, and I don't know how. I mean there is definitely some like Stella and 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 Lisa both sort of give him shit for staring at her through the window and I think yeah. there is some meta commentary there about the male gaze to some extent
1: Maybe a little
0: A little I don't want to give Hitchcock a lot of credit with that it's yeah. not he has elements of I mean cuz you know there's the whole sort of outside of the his films there's the, the him as a person is a very troubled individual yes. like a, a, very a very checkered deep. um mixed bag a mostly negative bag from what i understand without going into it too deep but there are elements at times in his film that are at least even for the time period fairly progressive in their portrayal of female characters at times mixed with bad it's it's a yeah. mixed bag but i, I just don't want to, it's not all entirely so i don't know i guess my question i would wonder how much of that was a was a conscious choice uh because you could see it both ways it could just be in the film. To satisfy the male gaze, mm-hmm. or it could be a critique of that because yeah. we, as an audience members, having watching this woman uh, uh, in very little clothes dancing around, and the some of the other female characters chastising Jimmy Stewart occasionally for that, at least not very lightly, so about it does could be could reflect back on a commentary on us as the viewers. Uh, and and the male gaze watching a film. You see what I, yeah, I'm saying? I think
1: you're right. I think if it is, it's definitely a very like weak. Oh, commentary. I, agree. I
0: absolutely agree. Yeah. And I, I, I would I would even be I would even argue that it's probably not the point. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I think you could do, I think there is an interesting thing to do there in a modern, Mm -hmm. a more modern version of the story, which it's, this movie's been done several times. I haven't seen any of the other ones, but Mm -hmm. like, uh, there's one with Shia LaBeouf, I'm pretty sure, which is basically, uh,
1: Disturbia, Disturbia, I'm pretty
0: sure is basically a remake or basically Somebody
1: commented on one of the Facebook posts, I think, that, um, there was a version of this with Christopher Reeve in it.
0: Maybe a maybe a straight up another adaptation, but that would have had to been been maybe in the 70s or 80s. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I I was not aware that there was any other version of this movie. So,
0: yeah, um, I know there's at least one or two other that are very similar, if not actual direct adaptations of the same Mm -hmm. story or, you know what I mean, like remakes or whatever. Um, But anyways, I think that could be an interesting version for a modern take. And I actually think there's I have a lot of notes about later Things that I think would be different in a modern version of the story, how the story would end, I think would be very different.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Potentially better, more interesting. We'll talk about it. It's controversial, but we'll see. Um, Okay, Uh, is the main character uh, JB Jeffrey or LB Jeffries in a relationship with an unbelievably beautiful woman, Grace Kelly? But he doesn't want to marry her because she's too good for him.
1: Alas, Grace (laughs) Kelly's character is not in the book at all.
0: Uh, I had a feeling that that was all added for the story. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that does not surprise me. We'll talk more about that later. So then I'll skip that one because that's not obviously following on. That's not in the book. Uh, Is Miss Lonely Hearts, the neighbor Miss Lonely Hearts. No. She's not in the book. Do we have any description of other neighbors or is it mainly focused on... The p- the potential crime. It's that,
1: mainly focused, much more focused on the potential crime than the movie is, because the movie does foray a lot more into the other. Neighbor's we see a lot lives. of the
0: musician and mm-hmm. the Miss Lonely Hearts and uh, Miss Torso. Mainly those three. Yeah, mainly those. And two. then a little bit of the newlywed couple and the um,
1: the couple that sleeps. The couple with the dog. There. Yeah. Uh, Fire and
0: the artist lady, yes. who the sculptor or whatever, yeah, but there, even, those are like minimal. But then we get the other three. The, 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 like I said, we get a little bit more of. But yeah, do we there have this?
1: There are a couple other neighbors okay. mentioned in the short story.
0: Are there any of them as unique of like sort of arc, like characters as?
1: Um, do you know
0: what I mean? Like, does anybody do that? Any of them have like unique? Like again, we have a dance a ballet dancer who dances around. We have a musician who's playing music all the time. Is there anything like so that? that with the-
1: okay, so the other neighbors that are mentioned in the short story are there is a young couple, like okay. a young recently married right. couple. Okay, um, He calls them the jitterbugs because they always go out. Gotcha. Um, so they're pretty much not in their apartment most of the time. Um, and then the other neighbor that he talks about is a single mother who um, very clearly like works as a lady of the night.
0: Gotcha. There's no corollary for that in no. the movie. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, does a dog die because it knows too much?
1: There is no dog character in <laughs> the it. book. So.
0: In the movie, there's a small dog uh, that is murdered because it yes. knows too much.
1: The dog dies in this movie.
0: Yeah, they kill the dog, uh, which, yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit more later. I have some notes about it, but uh, not from the book. Mm-mm. Do they, at any point, does, does our main character use an old picture of the courtyard that he took to realize that something is astray? Now, in the movie, they, they look at this to see that, oh, some plants have... I don't know how they notice this, this is such a minute detail that he really I mean, it's again, making him a photographer that looks at lots of pictures makes it a little more believable. But he, he looks at this picture that he took from his window of the courtyard from several weeks ago versus how it looks now. And he can see that two of the plants, uh, two of the flowers that Thorwald grows mm-hmm. are slightly shorter now than they were several weeks ago, yes. which means that they've been dug up.
1: Yeah, right, and, they've and been dug up and put, put back, back in,
0: and because they, 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 he's like obviously they don't grow shorter, right? Um, is anything like that occur in the book?
1: Um, not that specifically. the The thing that ultimately um, that like is kind of the ultimate reveal. Yeah. is similar. Similar. you want to talk to about that later? Concept. Or? I want to talk about okay. it later.
0: All right. Uh, So he doesn't have a lady friend Mm -hmm. In the book Does he have any accomplices Or when I say he I'm talking about L.B. Jeffries Our main character Uh, Does he have any sort of Accomplices that go do things For him because in the In both he is stuck In his apartment Yes So does he Because my my question was And I was asking Whether or not his lady friend uh, Lisa in this case In the movie She breaks into Thorwald's apartment Essentially in the film Towards the climax of the film uh, To kind of get the last bit Of evidence You know to Mm -hmm. To that they need. Uh, and I, and which I thought was a crazy moment in the film. She just, again, there's that, that ties into the, uh, the sort of B plot about their relationship right. in the film and about her, not him, not thinking she's adventurous enough to be on the road with him or, you know, that she's too prim and proper to, to, mm-hmm. to kind of get down and dirty that he, the life he leads as a photographer. And so he, this kind of shows him that she's not, uh, when she breaks into another person's apartment, but, does uh that happen did does somebody break into apartment and get the the suspected killer's apartment and get caught?
1: Uh yes, there is another minor character whose name is Sam. Um and he's described as the main character's day houseman. Um I called him a butler and let me sum up cuz I couldn't come up with like
0: That sounds uh, a yeah. Good,
1: I think caretaker might be yeah. a better. Um, initially when I started reading it, I thought he was just, like, somebody who was coming by to bring him food and stuff. Yeah. But as I kept reading, it seemed more like he was, like, a routine... Like, he, like, takes care of the house and the grounds or something.
0: So he's probably most similar to Stella's character, then. Yeah, more
1: similar to Stella. Stella
0: in the movie is the uh, insurance company's nurse who comes by to, like, check in and make sure his treatment's, you know, Mm -hmm. basically keeping up on his treatment and checking to make sure he's all good for the insurance company, basically. Um, But she also does stuff, you know, helps him, makes him, you know, makes him a sandwich or whatever, Mm -hmm. stuff he needs. Um so that's probably the closest corollary. Yeah. But Sam so it's anyways, sorry.
1: Yeah, so he does at one point send Sam um he sends him to find out like the address and the name of then the name that's with the address. Yeah. Um and then he sends him to go into the apartment and like subtly move things around to unsettle <laughs> Thorvald. <laughs> okay. Um but it does not at all play out the same way that it does in the movie. Like he gets out fine and doesn't get caught gotcha all right
0: uh is there ever so when my last question one of my last big questions here all pertain to the confrontation in the film the final confrontation between uh thorwald the suspected killer and lb jeffries our our sleuth our window sleuth um there's a big confrontation because at one point after uh lisa breaks into his apartment and finds the ring uh she he see Thorwald sees her signaling that she has the ring mm-hmm. and then he follows it and sees uh, Jimmy Stewart spying on him from across the square. And then after all the cops and everything leave, he comes over to confront Jimmy Stewart and breaks into the apartment to confront him. Uh, so all my questions are pertaining to that. So I guess I'll start first with does that happen? Is there a confrontation?
1: Yes. Yes. At one point, <laughs> Thorwald does come across and into the protagonist's apartment. Okay,
0: I was honestly not even suspecting yeah. that to happen. Uh, well, then I'll follow on from there. Does Jimmy Stewart? Uh, does LB Jeffries use flash bulbs to momentarily blind him?
1: He does not,
0: which makes sense because we established that it's not his him being a photographer is not an important element yeah. of which. It, We'll talk about it. But I thought that was interesting. But uh, I potentially makes sense. Yeah,
1: Although I had to read that part of the story like five times to make sense of it, because he does use the word camera flash as like a descriptive term.
0: Wait, what?
1: He's not he doesn't flash a camera, but he uses he uses the words like he uses the words camera and flash to like. As like an extended metaphor. Okay. During that point of the story. Interesting. So, I mean, maybe Hitchcock drew some inspiration inspiration from that. that. No, yeah. Um, but I know I had to read it a couple times to be like, "What is he actually doing here?" And what is descriptive language?
0: Okay. Interesting. Are we gonna talk about that more later, or was that? I, I guess I'm confused at what he's what he's using that language for there.
1: Okay. I'll try to talk about it. It was a really confusing part of the story okay. because it was like very fast. Yeah. Um and action sequences I think are a little bit difficult to read anyway. They're difficult yeah. to write and they're difficult to read um because it's hard to I think it's hard to write an action sequence that is effective. Yeah. Here's what it is that like threw me a little bit okay. for a loop. Cool. He uses the term camera finish instead of photo finish. Oh. To describe like um, here's what he thought was going to happen. Okay. Like, here's what this character was intending to happen. He wanted, and he says the camera finish, but I think we would more recognize that term as photo finish. Probably, yeah. Yeah, But he calls it the camera finish, so I had to read it a couple times. Um, And then the other thing that I think mildly threw me for a loop, because I had seen this movie prior to reading the short story, so I was kind of anticipating that maybe that would happen is that there is a sentence where he says the flash of the shot lit up the room for a second. It was so dark, but he's not talking about a camera. Thorwald has a gun. Ah, so it's the flash of the gun going off. Got that lights up the shot. And then like at the end of that same paragraph, he says the camera finish after all, but he still could have killed me five times.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. The camera finish after. That is an interesting. Yeah. Year. When was this written again? Like
1: 1942. Okay. So some that's the, some yeah, language. Some of the language is dated. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Interesting. So maybe he drew some inspiration from that. And I was yeah. honestly potentially expecting Thorwald to have a gun in that final confrontation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would have been interesting if he's flashing him with the light bulb and then he shoots him like. There's some symmetry there that I yeah. think would make sense. Yeah, that would have been interesting. that I was kind of expecting, but uh, never came to pass.
1: Although I do think that the flashbulb thing is maybe a little far fetched.
0: You mean? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, the fact that he would think to do it, I, but those were really bright flashbulbs. They're not like a flash on a camera. They are really bright. I mean, and it's I, a dark I get apartment. That. So I'm th- just
1: saying, like. How long do you actually think that's going to hold him off?
0: Yeah, I, and the thing is, he doesn't. Th- I don't think he thinks long. He he thinks the cops are coming because, yeah. uh, well, because he called his friend and said, "Hey, I think right is what happened I in that moment." So, um, so he's, he's trying to this, this I don't know, stall as long as he can. Uh, and there's some sort of uh, s- symbolic. Uh, ex, you know f- uh, exposure of the Criminal with the flash type of th- Like mm-hmm. you know on top of just Practically what he's trying to accomplish there It's the only thing he had at hand because he Yeah he had it earlier because he was going to Use it to signal them so it's literally The only line of defense he had because He's like looking around trying to figure out where he can Go I, I kind of get it It's a little it seems a little silly like It mm-hmm. feels a little silly but You know eh, what else Are you going to do uh, all right <laughs> So he doesn't use flash bulbs to blind Thorwald in the book. Uh, eventually, Thorwald, the cops show up and save Jimmy Stewart at the last moment. And they grab Thorwald. And then I love after Jimmy Stewart falls out the window, the cops yell up to the guy. And they're like, you got him? And they're like, yeah. And they basically are like, and he he's going to take He told us everything. Like immediately he like yeah. confesses everything as soon as they grab him in the apartment. Is that how it plays out in the book? Oh, no. Okay.
1: Uh, Thorwald actually tries to get away, and he ends up dead.
0: That Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the movie, yeah, he, they're like, we got him, and he's singing about the East River and, like, and like something else. Basically, like, he confessed he's going to take yeah. us to the place where he buried something, and we're like, wow. All right. Uh, that's all wrapped up. Uh, and then finally, does Jimmy Stewart fall out of a window? Or not Jimmy Stewart, L.B. Jeffries fall out of a window and break his other leg.
1: He does not. Okay. Uh Thorwald does go out the window. Oh. Which is kind of like part of how he tries to escape. Gotcha. Because he goes out after he tries to kill um Jeffries, he yeah. goes out of his window and he makes it okay out of that window and he's trying to get back to his own apartment. Yeah. The sequence was also mildly confusing. Gotcha. Um, and by that time, like, the cops are there, so they're chasing him, and he tries to get away out another window, but he, like, loses his footing and falls. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, my only follow-up to that, uh, was, does, does he shoot, does he actually shoot Jeffries, or does he miss, or what?
1: He does, but, um... He, He does what? He does shoot him. Okay. Sort of. Because... Uh, Jeffries had in his apartment like a clay bust of like a head. Okay. So he like hunches down in his chair and puts the clay bust. What? Um, yeah. Um,. And like, so he's like a silhouette, right? Yeah. So it looks like it's his head. And so he shoots him. So he shoots him and the clay bust like explodes and goes everywhere. And it's not, it wasn't super clear whether Thorwald like thought he got him or if he thought, if that just like unnerved him so much that he then tries to go out the window. Yeah, so that's when he goes out the window and. That's interesting.
0: So he uses a dummy.
1: Basically, to
0: wow, that's why That would have been interesting if yeah. they had done that in the movie. Uh, we'll talk about it. That's really <laughs> wild. That's not what I was expecting you to say there. Okay, cool. Well, that was all I had for. It was that in the book. Uh, we have a couple of lost in adaptation, so let's do those now.
1: Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. Wow. lost. Yes, yes, and I want to get unlost as soon as possible.
0: This most of these I think aren't going to be from the book so much as maybe we can just talk about it and you can help me figure out mm-hmm. cuz i was wasn't exactly sure the first one and so grace kelly's character isn't in the book right as we established but what does she do in the movie um she work cuz i thought is she work at like a store like a yeah, fancy store yeah that was store? the
1: vibe that i got that like maybe she was a buyer for like a fancy, okay.
0: Because like, she gets those dresses yeah. for free. She says yeah. at some point, she's like, "I, I, if I would pay, I would buy them, even if I did have to pay for them or something." Right. like Right. I got the vibe that-, that
1: she was like a buyer, so she like schmoozes with the designers and the the design houses and stuff like okay. that.
0: Okay, that's I. Yeah. I just wasn't really nailed down on what her job yeah. was. Not that she it really talks matters. About but...
1: like, um, oh, I had to go to lunch with these people and then dinner with these people. So that was got gotcha. like, the kind of vibe that I got okay. from that.
0: That works. Um, that, and again, I, I not not this isn't really specific and or matter. I was just kind of like, what does she do? What is what is her job? Uh, this one I actually had initially, but then I took off. But I want to talk about it. So in the movie, I was like, at one point, Jimmy Stewart falls asleep Mm -hmm. and we see he's watching Thorwald and he thinks something suspicious is happening happening at like three in the morning because he's leaving with a suitcase and coming back. And it's like, again, like three in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, Jimmy Stewart falls asleep and we see the audience. We see Thorwald and some woman in a hat leave his apartment. Yes. And then uh, Jimmy Stewart wakes up. He didn't see that. And I was wondering, I was like, did the movie just give away to us that he didn't murder his wife? And now we find out eventually he did murder his wife. So I'm going to follow that question up. Obviously, that the movie didn't give it away. I have to follow up, and this may be in the book. Do we get any more explanation of who that woman was or what was going on or... Okay. Or exactly what happened with the murder. So my question, again, to, to kind of clarify, in the movie, when this ends, he, we find out Thorwald, in fact, did kill his wife. Yes. But we get, like, zero follow-up on what happened right. with the story. Right, the movie
1: story. drops the ball on this one. And I,
0: I, I think that may be on purpose, but we'll talk about it. But uh, I'm wondering what else we get from the book or what was going on there. So
1: um, almost the exact same thing happens. Okay. Um. There are, like, he, he tells the detective his suspicions, and the detective goes and, like, talks to a couple people. And he's like, well, there are witnesses that saw him and his wife leave at such and such time. Yeah. And the protagonist is like, damn, that's right when I was asleep.
0: Right. That's exactly what happens um, in the yeah. movie.
1: So, it was a woman that Thorwald was having an affair with. Okay. And in the book, the idea is that he has this, he kind of has this like elaborate ruse and he fakes sending his wife to the country for her health. And then after a few weeks, she's going to commit suicide. Right. And then him and this other woman are going to collect the life insurance policy.
0: Okay. And that's see. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And that all lines up with the details of the movie that we see. And I think it may have potentially been a very intentional choice to not spell that out and give us all of that, to mm-hmm. leave us wondering, to put us a little bit in that, uh in the shoes of Jimmy Stewart of wanting to know more and try yes. to figure out what happened there. And I, I I don't have a problem with that. I was just wondering I was like, Well now since I have the book here, maybe we find out, you know, maybe we yeah. get more of that.
1: No, and that yeah, and I think it's um it's a nice thing to keep you kind of like off kilter of like, okay, is he just making too much of this stuff? Yeah. Because we did see a woman leave. Right.
0: And that's what was interesting about it to me is when we do see that woman leave, I at first I was like, so they just made it clear that she he didn't kill his wife. And then it's like, not, when we find out he did, it's an interesting, I, and I think it makes sense to put us as an audience of like, confused of like, well, wait a second, dude, mm-hmm. dude who is right here? I want to talk about how I thought this movie was going to end. Uh, We'll talk about that in my odds and ends later. Um, Because I had a very distinct thought of how I thought this movie was going to end. And sort of the message we were going to get. And it wasn't at all what actually happened. And I think a lot of that has to do with me watching it in 2019 with where storytelling... We'll, we'll talk about it. I, I won't yeah. get to it later, but I just want to put a pin in this. I want to discuss where I thought this movie was going to end, what it says about storytelling in 1950 and 2019, and uh, sort of ooh, our feelings on the whole thing. But I, I have that in my odds and ends, so we'll talk about that later. But first, well, let's do better in the book. Would you like to read? Oh,
1: yes. I love to read. What do you like to read? Everything. Okay, better in the book. This is just kind of a small thing that annoyed me. Uh, so in the book, the protagonist sits in the dark all the time, which we're told explicitly a couple different times, um, which explains how he's able to like just peep on his neighbors all the time without them ever noticing. And I think in the movie, he's supposed to be doing the same thing, but like it's hard to tell.
0: He is. Um,
1: Because they reference the light and turning off the lights and getting out of the light. But like most of the time, he just looks pretty well lit. Right. Which I get because it's a movie, but also it's like, okay, what am I supposed to be? Like, am I just supposed to be assuming that he's in the dark or what?
0: I think the movie tries to do its best. And I think they do an okay job with this at one when the lights are off. One, we see, they specifically talk about having the lights off and that sort of thing. And there are moments where it's a little mixed because he, he, he like, you'll see him roll backwards in his wheelchair and mm-hmm. kind of drift more into the shadow. Yeah. And and there's also a couple shots explicitly where, like, they turn the lights off. Yes. And we see that it's, like, very dark and you can't see them at all, really. Like, I think especially towards the end, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it does get progressively darker.
0: Yeah. Uh, but there are also plenty of times throughout the movie where it just looks like he's perfectly well lit. And I think it, it gets to a point. I, I think nowadays you could be, you with modern technology, it would be a lot easier to shoot this movie in a way where it looked like our main character mm-hmm. was in the dark watching these people all the time and still have it be visual, be able to actually see him and that sort of thing with yeah. just the way cameras capture light and stuff now versus in 1954. Right. Um, But So I think they're limited slightly by technology and by how how you can shoot a film and show us and not just have barely seeing the silhouette of Jimmy Stewart's face. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? In a dark apartment, they want him to be able to act. They want us to be able to see what he's doing on his face and as he's watching all this stuff happen. So I think that's just kind of.
1: No, I get all that. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. And there were there was a lot of times when he was just like watching them during the day, too. Yeah, and I true. Was like, all right. Yeah. So you're just sitting there with your binoculars in broad daylight. Yeah. OK, I thought
0: that was uh, the, the, the way uh, the, this isn't how I thought this movie was going to end. But I thought it would have been funny. Is it? And I'm sure there's probably like an SNL skit about this or something where it's it, the whole movie plays out pretty much the same. But just like a three quarters of the way through the movie, the cops show up at his door and arrest him for yeah. like all of his neighbors have called the cops and been like, our neighbor just sits and stares at us all day and they like show up and the cops just like, maybe not arrest him but like, you know, come and like, uh, yell at him for like staring at his neighbors. And they, he turn he's like, really? And he turns around. And at that moment, all of his neighbors are staring at him <laughs> with the cops there. And they're like, <laughs> and, like an interesting twist ending, but That's
1: another point, actually, that I want to bring up is that um, in the book, he's very careful when he's telling his detective friend about it. He's very careful not to be like, yeah, I've just been like sitting around spying on my neighbors. Yeah, And in the movie, he literally like he confesses to being a peeping Tom the first time he tells his friend about this. Which is
0: why in the movie they make his detective, the detective, his friend and not just a generic detective so that his his because his friend gives him shit about it he's like you shouldn't be doing this you need but since he's his friend and not just some detective he doesn't you know slap him with a fine or whatever you know he takes he like lets it slide and again also making him a photographer make like all of these things and having the detective know this about him kind of play in to give leeway with the fact that all of these people are like you know Okay, not okay with, but, like, not immediately, like, dude, stop staring at all your neighbors. You know what I mean? I yeah. think the movie does an okay job playing that out. But anyways.
1: I mentioned one of the neighbors in the short story was a single mother who's clearly a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts her kid to bed, and then she goes and, like, cries and then puts on makeup and then leaves for the entire night. Mm. Um, and it, it's just, like, it's such a grim little detail that I feel like tells you so much about the world that this is set in. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how well it would have played in the movie necessarily yeah. uh, in 1954, but I mean they um, have
0: a similar. I think they have a similar corollary with Miss Lonely Hearts.
1: Yeah. It's a, not, of sort of a, yeah, a similar grim, like yeah,
0: not 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 that it's this, but like a similar like sort of grim portrayal of uh being a single woman in yeah in the 1950s or 40s or whatever you know i a very singular v- vision of that but still a, a kind of a similar idea
1: so i kind of felt like the movie not necessarily but almost tried to justify ish in a way thorwald murdering his wife by having her like nag and Be belittle nag. him yeah all the time and i you know i think you could read that as like more complex more interesting maybe but to me it just isn't that interesting yeah um and and you know that's because i'm watching it 60 some right. odd years later um but also, then we have the extra complication of Alfred Hitchcock himself, yeah. who wasn't exactly known for being kind to women. Yeah,
0: see, I don't, I don't think the movie tries to sympathize with that. I, it, it the movie has tons of like problematic language about nagging wives and like, yeah. it, like uh, very reminiscent of the time, you know, or emblematic, or emblematic of the time uh, period. Um, I don't think they try to paint him murdering her. At least it didn't feel to yeah, me like that was like a sympathetic thing. I Because they have the the nagging wife thing is just a, a gross trope throughout the whole movie about like every wife yeah. like that they talk about. Um,
1: I don't really think it does. I felt like it kind of started out that way a little bit. Right. Like I felt that a little bit initially. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was just because I knew how it ended. Right, right, right. Um. But it's kind of like, eh, this feels icky to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: And so that's not, I, I assume, by this being better in the book, that that's not
1: that's not an element. An element in the of, of the story. In yeah. The book. She's okay. just like sickly. Gotcha. And then one day she's not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my last note here: uh, the movie ending. It's our typical, very exciting Hollywood affair. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily different from not super, what happens in the movie. Yeah,
0: radio. not super dissimilar yeah, based on what you said. A exciting things happen yeah.
1: at the end of the story. But I do prefer the way that the short story explains how he hid his, wife, his wife's body. I think it was cleverer.
0: And how is that?
1: Okay, so in the movie we have the whole thing with the flower garden. And the flowers are like a couple inches shorter. Yeah, Right? And I mentioned that there was kind of a similar-ish thing. That, like, clues them off. So in the book, he's watching this guy in his apartment, right? And the apartment above him is being renovated. It's being redone, but he knows it's the same layout because it's an apartment building. Yeah, he can see the exact same two windows. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's the exact same. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so it's the exact same apartment. So at one point he's watching, and Thorwald is in his apartment. This is after his wife has vanished and everything. He's already kind of suspicious. So Thorwald is in his apartment, and in the apartment above that's being redone is like a rental agent, and it so happens that they walk. From window to window at the same time. And he notices that when the rental agent passes into the next room, it seems like he took a step up, but Thorwald didn't. Hmm. Because he's suddenly like a couple inches higher. He notices this. Yeah. And it turns out at the end that when Thorwald murdered his wife, the cement in that apartment was still wet enough. Huh. he went up there and hid her body in the cement
0: interesting yeah that's yeah that is really interesting it's a similar thing with the height difference yeah it's difference, similar though, yeah. with the height
1: difference yeah but i th- i thought it was kind of like more interesting and cleverer and potentially it, more gruesome
0: yeah yeah potentially i think that the, the what the movie does with cuz it gives us the element of the dog um sort of sniffing around by the flowers and mm-hmm. uh and and having that there's also that whole uh, that gives I think they liked the dog thing because they wanted the the monologue from the lady after her dog dies about people we should care we're neighbors we should care yeah. about each other don't you care and like that's kind of like screaming the thesis of like the yeah. you know what I mean it's a little <laughs> on the nose but again it's 1954 so whatever so I think that's kind of they were trying to figure out a way to do some of that stuff but yeah that is no that is really interesting I also think maybe it's it's weird because I don't know if apartment buildings would have, I, and maybe they did back then, but a cement floor on like the third floor of an apartment building seems crazy to me.
1: Uh maybe that, to me, I don't know. Uh, that seems did.
0: nuts to me. Like, or maybe seemed,
1: he just didn't know what he was talking about when he wrote. That's the story. what I'm wondering.
0: <laughs> and that's what I'm wondering because I, I would almost guarantee that the floor would be
1: yeah, heavy.
0: Would be wood, like or like it would be um, yeah, that it would be wood like frame joy yeah. i don't know i could be wrong i have no idea i'm just i'm speculating and thinking i find it really hard to believe that a building would have that that high up would be not not to say that there aren't plenty of buildings and high rises and stuff have cement floors at higher level mm-hmm. it's just to me in an apartment building and see i wouldn't think it would be but who knows maybe it would i don't know yeah. so I, that's that's something that i would be interested to find out more about because that is a clever, if that is how, if if that was common for them to pour cement floors in apartment buildings on the fourth floor or whatever, so then that's a clever So if any of you idea. listeners
1: yeah. are mid-century apartment building architecture <laughs> yeah. experts, we'd like to know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyways, that's fascinating. Cool. All right, well, let's move on to better in the movie. My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies.
1: All right. Better in the movie. Obviously, Grace Kelly.
0: Yes. Grace Kelly. Dynamite.
1: Impeccable. Um, I also liked the addition of the theme of like relationships, marriage, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I do have some issues with it, uh, namely that we have kind of a a, we have a Grease-esque gift of the Magi where Lisa changes for him but he doesn't really do much changing Yeah he for doesn't her. do any changing for um, her. But I, I well, think. Well actually I think it's implied
0: sorry I, I don't, I don't want to jump on anything. I think it's implied not that so much that she changes for him is that he realizes she's not who he she thought he was.
1: Fair enough. You
0: know what I mean? It's not so much. I don't think she changes as he he changed. Actually he changes his percep- perception of her he's always seen her as this prissy like Mm-hmm. uh she she won't be she wouldn't be able to do the things that I do out on the road and he has the wrong perception of her and that she actually is very capable of that not not so much that she changes but that she this is who she is and he just assumes wrongfully that she's not I could see it both I, ways I, I can but- see
1: it both ways I do think um I think there's a visual cue that potentially backs up my perception At the of end, it with the book that she changes. Oh. Well, her swapping out the book, I think, maybe backs up yours more.
0: Right. Um, Right. Yeah. But
1: there is the visual cue of her outfits. Because when we initially meet her, she's wearing like an evening gown. And then she has on like a cocktail dress. And then like office wear. And then like a, a day dress. Right. And then at the end, she's wearing like jeans and penny loafers.
0: Right. I, I, you, that's fair. You could you could see show say that it's her changing. You could also, I think, you could argue potentially that that's there for to to mislead us as an audience. Okay. As so, yeah. like when she's introduced, we we agree with him. Yeah, and, and we're getting his perspective of her, and it's easy to see her as uh sort of you I know like a
1: debutante, a debutante. If she, if
0: she if we are introduced to her in a, in a giant dress, you know, a very uh. Yes. sophisticated dress whereas we would be a little harder to agree with his sort of clocking of her character if she shows up in jeans and a, you know what i mean yeah, like we'd be fair. like what? that doesn't match so but i could also see what you're saying that it is you know that it could go either way in that regard but i see i i I got the feeling just from watching her character over the course of the movie and i could see both a little bit of both but i, I got the feeling more so that she was always adventurous and willing to do all this stuff and that he's just sort of sexist and, and just like, uh, and just doesn't have a good read on her and just doesn't Mm -hmm. see this in her, even though that's not who she is. Um, But yeah, I could also see that she does kind of, because again, he doesn't really change other than maybe his perspective of her.
1: Yeah. He doesn't
0: change who he is or or, or adjust to his sort of, um, personality yeah, I, all. I
1: want to talk more about their relationship later yeah, under yeah. our general notes yeah. um but in regards to like the thematic element of relationships because obviously the thematic element of like voyeurism yeah is a carryover the, from yeah. the short story but that relationship theme um i think it does give a little more to chew on yeah and it provides a connection with all of the various characters yeah. Throughout the whole story,
0: yeah, because they're all based on relate. The the relationship is a yeah,
1: that's specific element of thread. each
0: person that he's spying on, other than like the musician, kind of. But yeah, the his musician's relationship just kind to of there. his art, maybe I don't yeah. know, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's just kind of there. He does there.
1: have a kick and party yeah. at one point, but
0: but the rest of them, everybody else, it is sort of yes. relationships and yes. how they're.
1: Yeah, um, I liked the couple that was sleeping outside. <laughs> yeah. And uh the little dog riding up and down in the basket. Yeah. yeah. Rip, a little dog. Um, I liked swapping out the character of Sam. Um, he kind of gets swapped into both Stella and Lisa. Yeah. Although I think Stella is more of the direct corollary. Yeah. Um Sam was not really much of a character on his own. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Stella is funny.
0: Yeah, she's so. funny. She, I think she has some terrible views on love, but yes, very outdated views on love. But uh, about uh, she has some lines about like, uh, she's
1: don't, like. She's like, you see each other and you like each other. And then so you, you get married and it, then you don't. Like, That's a bad idea. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, she's playing the she, her, she's right, there she's as the, the polar foil. opposite, Damn. the foil to Jimmy Stewart dragging his feet, refusing to marry Grace Kelly uh but her her perspective is probably i would argue equally flawed in terms yes. of like
1: well she's there's like, you don't worry about a little how ground yeah, to there's a middle
0: ground to be had <laughs> and uh, i yeah that's definitely she's not providing a a better perspective just yeah. a, the opposite perspective yeah. so
1: um, I also think that on, on a similar note, I think having Lisa become his like co-conspirator yeah. to this is more interesting than because he basically just like sends Sam out to do weird shit without really telling him why he yeah. wants him to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Sam does any of that stuff. Maybe he doesn't want to lose his job. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So. And, and it, it is nice, at least in the movie, that she's just as intrigued, if not more so eventually yeah. than he. Than yeah. That our main character is to where it's not. He's not like sending her out to do stuff, and she's like, okay. She's like, just as.
1: Yeah, she's just as invested. Yeah, as he is.
0: E- e- eventually, honestly, even more so. Like yeah. she starts doing things, and he's like, "What are you
1: don't? What are you
0: doing? Don't do that." Yeah.
1: Okay, so a point that I really struggled with in the story is that there wasn't much of an explanation for how Thorwald realizes that Jeffries is watching him. Yeah. And, the like, the way it plays out in the movie makes worlds more sense. Yeah. Because, like, in the book, basically, um, at one point, Jeffries does call him, similar to what happens in the movie, where he tells him, like, he tries to, like, extort him. Yeah. Basically, like, fake extort him. Um, so that happens. And then later on, I guess maybe we're supposed to think that thorwald was able to like trace the number or because he calls him and oh in the movie yeah Yeah, he does call well that happens in the book too (laughs) yeah but there's no like like in the movie he sees grace kelly signal to him and he's able to look up and see him yeah but in the book that element isn't there right so he says that he like looks out over all the windows and like he sees him look at his bay window and he's like oh it's just a coincidence he doesn't know it's me right um but apparently he, he does, does somehow
0: yeah. i don't know I don't, I don't, I don't. yeah
1: so not a very satisfying exp- explanation for that element gotcha in the short story and that's all i have all right for better in the movie do we have a movie nailed it i have two things all right let's yes. do it As I expected, practically perfect in every way. The having having a uh, Jeffries notice that the way Thorwald like looks around outside um seems to betray his guilt. Cause it seems like and when he's initially like looking around at all the windows and yeah. it seems purposeful. Yeah. And not like he's just gazing out. Right. Um, so that element came straight out of the story. And then the whole sequence with the trunk. And Thorwald leaving with another woman who was pretending to be his wife is yeah. straight out of the book.
0: Yeah, we did mention that that was pretty much exactly the same thing. Yes. That happened. So cool. All right, uh, we have a few odds and ends to discuss before we get to the final verdict. So let's do that now. Uh, my first note was: we got Detective Miss Lonely Hearts over here. Uh, she comes out after that dog dies and she looks at it for half a second and it says, this dog has been strangled. It's neck has been broken. And I was like, <laughs> what? How does, how in the world does this lady <laughs> look at this dog and know that it's been strangled and had its neck broken? I
1: guess if like, if the head was at a really weird the angle. The neck breaking, sure. Yeah, you could I be guess. Like, oh, it, the neck was broken, but yeah. I would be more likely to assume it fell out of yeah. the basket. Yeah, it fell out of the
0: basket. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would think if it was laying dead on the ground, and now I guess it's far enough away from the building that it would have been hard for it to, yeah. like, with where it is. You know what I mean? But maybe, I can't remember exactly where it's at, but that could be an argument. It's like, if it's not, in, like, under the basket or whatever, but yeah, I was <laughs> like it just fell out of the basket, but no somebody murdered it for sure and then right after that happens grace kelly the camera pans to her and she so dramatically and i don't know if this is intentionally (laughs) supposed to be played for a laugh or not but she says the dog knew too much and i was we both laughed and i was like is that supposed to be a laugh line or is that
1: i don't know if that was intended to be a, a laugh moment or no
0: uh, but, I mean, the dog did know too much. Uh, kinda, yeah. I, not really. I mean, the dog just smelled something weird in the garden
1: and is trying to dig the it up. The dog who knew too much. Yeah.
0: Um, My, I only have two more from notes. Do you have anything else? Yeah, can...
1: I have some other stuff. I really enjoyed uh, the kind of economical storytelling with the camera in the beginning of this. Yeah. Like, specifically, like, the shift from his cast to the smashed up camera. Yeah. To the photo, the photo of the race car. It tells at the, yeah. you everything yeah. you need to know about what happened, yeah. everything you need to know about him yeah. within the span of like seven seconds. Yeah.
0: No, it is that and that's one of the things that hey, when you especially when you remember this is nineteen fifty four, it's one of the reasons this movie is regarded as such of a masterpiece, because of things like that at the time were mm-hmm. new. Was yeah. that was like revolutionary filmmaking. Now it's sort of yeah commonplace but you have to kind of remember and put yourself in the place at the time that that's something like that is like
1: yeah and that's somewhat something where a visual medium like a movie has an edge i yeah. think over a written medium yeah it, you can't do that no in a book it's not really super effective no
0: no you can't and that's the thing but that's and that's what sets apart really good filmmakers from mediocre filmmakers or bad filmmakers is when you do that. Because you mm-hmm. can do that. But it's not. You have to think about it. You have to come up with really clever ways to do that. Uh, and and when it's done well. And done properly. It's, it's, it's like. Well, yep. Perfect. Everything I needed to know. Without a single line of dialogue. And now they. To be fair. They go on to then explain all yes. this. In a phone call. Yes. But. You didn't need it. Like no. you, you could have gotten everything, and who knows how much of that is the studio going? We gotta explain. Well, Nobody
1: <laughs> gonna get it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how much that happened back then, especially with Hitchcock. I'm sure he pretty much did whatever he wanted I, by yeah. this point. I would think. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, yeah. When you when you see a movie that does that really well, it is very impressive to just be like, "Yep, that's everything you need to know right there." Um. Which yeah, I I felt the same way. I was like, "Well, that's yeah, that's cool." Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I spent half this movie thinking that. Jimmy Stewart's name was Jeff Jeffries. Yeah. So,
0: because they, <laughs> I, I was just, I did, i was just LB jeffrey I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to his name. But yeah, yeah at some point, point somebody is, says,
1: is Jeffries and they call him Jeff. Yeah. But his first name is initials.
0: LB. LB. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And I was like, your name is Jeff Jeffries. Cool. Jeff Jeffries. <laughs> Um, that falling special effect.
0: Oh, that has not aged well.
1: That has not aged well at all.
0: It's really the only thing in the movie.
1: Yeah. In
0: terms of visually that hasn't, uh, uh we discussed some of the things you can do with current technology in terms of like lighting and stuff right. would be more, impre- but like in terms of things that haven't aged well, uh, visually, that's like the only thing really, but it yeah. is, yeah, it's pretty striking how, um,
1: how, Bad that looks. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it looked pretty bad. Yeah, uh, and it's been a long time since I've seen Vertigo, so I don't remember how all the falling scenes in that look, which is interesting, too. Especially because when you remember, when you think back to Psycho, which I'm fairly certain was before Rear Window, I think.
1: I thought Psycho came out in the 60s.
0: Maybe you're right then. Maybe it is. Yeah,
1: 1960.
0: Okay, well then maybe they because because there's the great scenes in Psycho and that Hitchcock has used at other times of people falling downstairs mm-hmm. and doing that with the camera moves with them there's a one in particular a uh, sort of very famous shot in psycho of a guy that gets stabbed and falls down the stairs and my thought was why didn't they just do that exact same shot and i think it's one they use in vertigo as well uh and that would look so much better than this sort of composited shot they use with jimmy stewart falling from the thing
1: yeah
0: um and i'm just surprised that again maybe i guess when was vertigo
1: 1958
0: okay so i guess both of those are after this so yeah, there's a so chance that maybe that,
1: maybe that well or he
0: came up with because it's not even the technology issue with that it's a it's well it's technology from what i know from how they did the shot in like psycho is that it's the camera it's like a rigging uh Problem solving it's not it's not a green screen or not green Mm -hmm. screen but it's not like a a visual effect in sense of like compositing or like Mm -hmm. anything like that it's actually like a rig of a guy laying on a thing and the camera moves with him as he and it goes down the stair I thought I again I I haven't looked into that super in depth but that looks so much better to illustrate um, falling yes in a film compared to what we see with Jimmy Stewart in this one and i and again since this is 4 or 5 years earlier it's very likely that maybe they just hadn't he hadn't come up with that for yeah doing that but uh yeah it doesn't look great he's like a completely different color <laughs> <No>. temperature <laughs> than like his, his and, and, and and like he's like all film grainy and mm. like it's it's, it's completely bad. different it's yeah, bad you really it's bad <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. Again, at the time, it's 1954. I'm sure yeah. it looked fine, to, or you know, I don't even know if it looked fine. People were like, eh. you know, like, well, that's wild. You know, like how how much you even tell with something like that. I would be really interested to see with audiences at the time what they yeah, would think of what that, what
1: they thought of that.
0: Because again, obviously, compared to like even 10 years later than that, yeah. it's bad looking. But who knows? At the time,
1: all right. Do you want to talk about the ending? Yes. Do you want to talk about their relationship?
0: Uh, we can talk about the relationship first, then I want to talk about the ending.
1: Okay. So, here's the thing, actually, is that I agree with beginning of the movie, Jimmy Stewart. She's yes. too good for him. Yes. She could do way better. <laughs> yes. And she would be way happier with someone who loved her and supported her life as a career woman.
0: Yeah. Because I agree. she's going
1: to have to give up her job. Yeah.
0: To go to jet set around the world then, with him. Yeah.
1: And be a photographer and eat worms or whatever yeah. he said.
0: Yeah, no, he absolutely was right. And he should have dumped her. <laughs> and let her live her life and find somebody else in in, in her circle of life to do. Uh, yeah, I agree, because I legitimately in every, it was maybe one of the worst parts of the movie. In every interaction between Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly that we see, I don't. Know what? And again, it, it it must have been stuff prior to what we see in the movie. Yeah, I don't know why she liked him. I don't either. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know why she. What it was that made her like him. Again, I guess I get I, like uh, other than maybe like the vague idea that he's a famous photographer and and, and lives this very interesting life where he mm-hmm. travels around the world and takes cool, famous pictures. You know what I mean? Like, right. There is, you know, there's an interest. Like he's a cool, interesting artist right. to some extent. I could like, see
1: like the intrigue yeah. that would maybe get that relationship started. Right. But then beyond that, yeah. he's kind of just a jerk. Right.
0: At this point, when we, every interaction we see, he just seems like kind of a jerk.
1: Yeah. He's so like dismissive. Yeah. And just, ugh.
0: Yeah. No, he's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty gross. And it's, uh, you could probably argue that some of that's brought on by the fact that he's been stuck in a wheelchair in his apartment for, I mean. He, sure, maybe. I'm sure somebody could, I, I, you know, whatever. But yeah, I I think that's one of the flaws of the movie, is that, especially with where the movie ends up with them staying together and him being like, wow, she's great, actually. She will come with me and travel the world, uh, potentially being the outcome of the film. It is a little, like... I wish, since we that's what we end up with, I wish they had made me want that to happen more. Yeah. Like, because I don't. Yeah. And I feel like that's maybe a lack of perspective by Hitchcock because that story is being told by him. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah. You want that to happen because you want the main dude to end up with the hot woman. Duh. <laughs> of course, Who else? Who wouldn't want that? I'm Alfred Hitchcock. Like, I... <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it, it is like, I don't understand why they like, why she likes I don't, him.
1: No, I don't get it. Yeah. I wanted her to be like, you know what? You're right.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> Goodbye.
0: Bye. Peace. Adios. I, I got to talk about the ending. now. So this is the thing yeah. I put the end in or, or the pin in earlier. Um, Here's OK. So at the end of this movie, the guy actually did it. Thorwald murdered his wife. Mm hmm. And uh, so I got to set up the B plot of Miss Lonely Hearts, because this is where here's where I thought this movie was going. So he has he's investigate. He's spying on this one neighbor and thinks that he's killed his wife. And, and it's it's drawing all of his attention, all of his intrigue. It's the only thing he can focus on. And and, and he's super obsessed with finding out and, and proving that mm-hmm. uh, him and his Stella and Lisa and all of them are obsessed with proving that Thorwald killed his wife because They're watching this happen, and they think they know what's going on. Meanwhile, we've been getting glimpses of Miss Lonely Hearts, who is the nickname of the lady who lives in the the apartment below him. Uh, her her, she's a a single woman in her I don't know an older older single woman who's uh, struggling to find a a husband Mm -hmm. uh, and is has had had numerous issues where she's had like she's he's watched her have like a fake date with a a person like where she's like having a date with nobody yeah pretending there's somebody there Um, and then she actually has a date and then the guy uh, is too forward and she Mm -hmm. slaps him and he leaves and then they see her him and Stella see her literally uh, dump a bunch of pills on her counter and then write a suicide note. Yeah. And then Stella, because she's a nurse knows what those pills are. And uh, they, but then she doesn't kill herself because some music starts playing and they go, the music stopped her. Yes. And then they get distracted and then they see her and they think she's going to do it. And at one point he's going to call the cops. Oh, that's what it is. He's going to call the cops to send them to her apartment yes. to stop because, and, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Interesting. And then, uh, but then the music stops her and then he gets distracted and ends up having to call the cops
1: because, to ref- of Lisa. because
0: Lisa gets caught yes. in the apartment. And where I thought this movie was going to end was that it turns out that Thorvald didn't kill his wife, that all of this is tr- that everything that detective found out is actually true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that they've all been reading all of these He leaves into all of this and trying to, you know, play detective uh, armchair detective from across the thing. And they, you know, um, spying into this guy's life and they think they know what's going on, but they actually don't. And that that distracts them. And that so they they almost end up calling the cops and potentially saving Miss Lonely Hearts. But then they forget about her and once again, they get distracted by this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: by this 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 quote unquote crime that they think they're they're solving and they forget about it. And Miss Lonely Hearts does kill herself. Mm-hmm. and that that ends up being sort of the tragedy quote unquote of the movie hmm. is that and then it's, it becomes a commentary on the voyeuristic nature of and 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 it's almost weird because that seemed so obviously where the movie was going that I wonder if they wanted us to think that was going to happen because again we have the the neighbor come out and scream after her dog dies about it. None of us care about each other anymore. Yeah. And you're, you're all so worried about your own thing. And to me, that seems like the perfect through line of the thesis uh, of sort of the commentary on, on, on voyeurism And relationships Mm -hmm. is that they're so entwined in this other couple's relationship and what they think they see happening there that they're ignoring what is very clearly happening in this other uh, neighbor's apartment that they see happening and that they can do something about. Whereas this other story, they can't really assume, you know. It ends up working out in their favor, which felt very weird to me. And again, I think that maybe if this movie is made nowadays, that's uh-huh. what happens.
1: No, yeah, I would agree with you. That on what that. happens
0: is there wasn't actually a murder. Yeah, They thought there was. And then uh, meanwhile, they missed out on this other tragedy yeah. that was happening. I th- yeah, I
1: think that would be the the twist and, like, the kind of thematic twist that we would need in 2019. And
0: see, so that's what I was fully expecting watching this movie. Yeah. And so I don't know if that was the point or if storytelling is just... Which it very much, obviously, storytelling is in a different place, and we've seen that the tropes have become... We have to subvert tropes. We have to subvert uh, sort of expectations, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is its own bag of worms. But... Uh, but... Uh, I I was it it felt so clear to me that that's where the story was going that I was actually surprised when that didn't happen (laughs) which I think watching it in 2019 having never seen it is interesting because Uh I knew the I knew the expectation he is he they this this guy did kill his wife Uh, this guy did kill his wife Uh, and that's the only thing that matters and they're going to solve this mystery that's sort of the baseline story that I'm expecting so then I'm going nah, but they're not going to do that they're going to they're going to Mix it up yeah. and there's going to be a twist. And then no, it's actually just the first thing because this is 1954 yeah. and we're not subverting expectations yet. And I thought that was really interesting, the, the journey I sort of went on watching <laughs> that. Um, but I also, that being said, think my ending is a more interesting ending. Yeah. Like in terms of the, met, the questions it raises and the...
1: It, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it does fit more. I think it fits better thematically. Yeah.
0: That's what I think, too, because the fact that our guys are just like so this the whole movie is supposed to be like this critique of it's a meta narrative about film and and peering into other people's lives and and voyeurism and 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 sort of making
1: assumptions, making assumptions and
0: the perverse joy we get from spying on other people and looking into other people's lives and that sort of thing. And uh, it just felt very strange to me that that's all justified at the end of the movie. He was right. He was right. (laughs) And it was a good thing that they did this essentially. I mean, he's kind of punished in the sense that his other leg gets broken. But like, I'm like, well, where's the thematic through line there? Whereas with my version, it actually is the the point is that now you could argue that they're still them saving this other woman's life would also be because they were spying on her to some extent. So that but I think it still makes more sense in line Mm -hmm. with sort of the themes the movie is pushing, which is why it was very strange to me when that didn't happen.
1: You know, what else is interesting, I think. To consider is that if this movie was made today, how heavily social media would have to factor into this because that is how we voyeur now Yeah, is through the internet.
0: Yeah, and that that was the other, the last note I had is that today, so this movie is a critique of film to some extent or Mm -hmm. not a critique so much as a discussion, uh, a thought uh, experiment about film. Because that's that was the media of the day. Yeah, it was film and uh, watching uh, the the film or watching other people's lives play out, and how when we go to the movies and watch a movie, we're doing essentially that and sort of <laughs> reflect upon the fact that you're getting this joy from watching other people's lives and that sort of thing. Uh, but I think today the 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 narrative that or the um, the medium that would need to be critiqued in the same way is uh true true crime tv and podcasts
1: Mm, yes you're right
0: like true crime tv and podcasts would be the thing that this would be about
1: yeah yeah, we would have to set it up to where like he's homebound and he's been watching documentaries and listening to podcasts and
0: yeah and yeah. maybe he starts making his, he starts recording his own thoughts about yeah. what's going on with this neighbor that, or some, you know, you, there's a million ways you could do it. Um, and, and what you called actually did a really good job of uh, true uh, American Vandal mm-hmm. Th- is a, that's what that is. Is, a, is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a true crime. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a fake true crime TV show that is critiquing and commenting on the. the genre genre of true crime um in general and i think does a pretty good job of it
1: uh it's critique through satire yeah it's very funny it's very
0: funny we recommend Um, it it. it's very good yeah if you want uh, american vandal i think the first season
1: was better than the the first i
0: thought i also agree that the first scene was was a lot better than the second season but they were both pretty good um but the first season's fantastic i would highly recommend it uh but uh yeah, I think I think that would be where it would go now because that is and there's there's a lot of discussion to be had on this. I think a YouTuber we we've like um I don't know if you watched it. Uh Sarah Z had a video about true crime and in no, media. She that. talks specifically about American Vandal. Uh-huh. Um but I, I recommend I recommend her channel in general. Um it's just Sarah and then the letter Z. I'm
1: surprised that you had never watched this. I watched, I, I, I saw it in a film class.
0: Yeah, I just so. <laughs> never, I, I, I watched, I, I had not seen it. I didn't know how it ended. I I have seen moments of it, mm-hmm. maybe in film class. I've seen that courtyard. I've seen the shot, you know, the yeah. sort of uh, the visual setup. elements of mm-hmm. it. I had kind of seen, but I did not know how the story played out at all. So somehow I, I never saw the whole movie. So yeah. All
1: right.
0: All right. Cool. Uh, let's do it. Final verdict.
1: Okay. Now, <laughs> are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence first. Verdict afterwards. So I'm going to give it to the movie this time. Okay. Um, I think the short story is definitely worth your time. It's dark and it's interesting and it really effectively creates a creepy vibe that's simultaneously claustrophobic and voyeuristic. Yeah. Um, And if you like the movie and or if you like mystery stories, I think you will enjoy It Had to Be Murder. Um, But ultimately, I think although the movie has its issues, I think there is a little bit more to chew on there, um, especially from the perspectives of both theme and character.
0: All right. Cool. The movie is better, according to Katie. So, send all your emails and tweets at her Um, i think most people have i think most people did not even know this was based on a short story so probably would agree with you just in by uh by by way of not even knowing that the other thing exists uh all right uh that's gonna do it for this episode of this film is lit as always you can do us a huge favor and rate and review us on itunes or anywhere else you that you can rate and review us where you listen to our podcast uh, also, you can follow us on all of the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, and Reddit. Uh, you can search for This Film is Lit, and you'll find our pages. Uh, you can interact with us there. We do polls, which we will have up one for Rear Window uh, shortly about mm-hmm. which one you preferred, if you read and watched. Uh, so you can and vote that, in that.
1: The PDF of the short story is still It's, yeah. it's on our Facebook. It's on our Twitter. So if you want to read it real quick. Yeah. You can?
0: Yeah. So we do have the story posted there because it is in the public domain or something like that or whatever. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, follow us on all social media and you can interact with us and ask us questions or anything you need, anything you would like to do. And Katie, what is up next?
1: Coming up next, we are starting on our summer series, which is apparently how we do things now. (laughs) Yep. Summer series. Summer series. And I am going to post a teaser for that later on today this afternoon okay we've talked about it yeah we did we it's said not, it last time it's here. not a big mystery no. if you've been listening to the show but I am going to say that it is, is it is a long expected party
0: yes it is <laughs> there you go look out for that teaser go follow us on social media you can see what it is we're doing next we're leaving it there cliffhanger or if you know what we're just talking about and got the reference then you're there you go uh (laughs) (laughs) and until that time until next week when we do the prequel for that episode which who knows what we'll be talking about for that but until that time guys guys, gals non-binary and everybody else
1: keep reading books
0: keep watching movies
1: and And keep keep being being awesome. awesome